Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. I'm your host, Dr. Alan, and I am thrilled to be with you today to discover how a USA veteran grew from holding 42 units to acquiring over 700 in just three years. So Ashton Laverick is a retired Air Force specialist, warfare, parachute jumper, sniper, combat diver. Ashton acts as the sales and marketing manager of Valkyrie Investment Group. He coordinates the development of new and existing partner relationships and provides innovative ways to increase brand awareness. Ashton, before we go into real estate, share with us a memorable experience from your formative years that helped you to be who you are today. That's a great question. I love that question, actually. So formative experience. When I was a kid, we moved around a lot. And I realized quickly that every time we moved, I could reinvent myself. And I realized how inconsistent the human concept is. And if you want to be something, go be it. And I think we get so attached to who we think we are that we forget that we can go do and be and have amazing things in our life. And that's what hinders a lot of people from growing and chasing amazing dreams. And so that's stayed with me my whole life. Joined the military at 18 to travel the world, jump out of planes, you know, do all that stuff. And because that's what I, my heroes did as a kid. So that was a huge piece of my life, learning that I could go be, do and have whatever I wanted. Well, that is an amazing realization. When did you really actually realize that, yeah, I can remake myself in various different ways? I think it clicked when I got to high school because we moved probably every four years and we moved to my new high school. So I was a lot of times I was a new kid, but I could reinvent myself. I could be more confident. I could be more successful. And I'm not talking about telling lies. I can just walk into a scenario and just be like, I want to be confident at this one. I want to be better at... I played a lot of sports. I want to be better at soccer. All right. I'm going to go do soccer this time at this school. You know, Or I want to be... I want to play hockey. So I started playing hockey in high school. That's where it really clicked, I think, with high school. I used to get in a lot of fights and bullied a lot because I was a new kid and we, we were kind of lower income when we were much younger, when I was much younger. And so seeing that I could step out of that and, and become somebody... you know, I didn't have to be angry all the time <laughs> and, and be somebody new. And then go do that stuff. It was, I mean, it's huge. You don't think about it because everybody just agrees. Yeah, that makes sense, but we don't apply it. And I think Joe Rogan coins it best. He said, if you were the hero of your own movie and your movie started right now, what would your hero go do? Go do that. Go do it. You know? yeah. So that's me in a nutshell. But <laughs> well, well, interesting because I have found that, I mean, you know, we can probably reinvent ourselves at any point in our life, but it is a whole lot easier to do it in a new location where nobody knows who you are. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And I have found that to be true a, a number of different times in my life. And so moving can be quite advantageous. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, you are into uh, real estate and you have grown your real estate empire from just a few holdings to over 700 at this point in time. And you have done it with strategic partnerships. So tell us about the partnerships. How do you find those partnerships? Because everybody talks about partnerships, but it's 
difficult to find them. It's difficult to form them. And when you actually find those potential partnerships, how do you know that they're the right people to connect with? Yeah, I think so. There's two types of partnerships that we focus on. And probably your listeners, if they're familiar with syndications, they'll probably understand some of this. But there's general partnerships, people that are that are gonna be active investors that we're gonna work with, you know, they're gonna bring something to the table skill-wise, maybe capital as well, but probably skill-wise that we are lacking. And then there's limited partners that typically bring the capital, right? And they have limited involvement in the actual day-to-day of the business, but they're investing in the business plan, the asset that we're buying, that kind of thing. So how we find those partners is really much of the same. We, It's going to sound really simple, but we talk about what we're doing. We meet people and we talk about what we're doing. We started this business investing with friends and family. And that network has grown naturally just because we started telling everybody what we do. Like, this is what we do. If you want to invest in real estate, you want to increase your passive income, you want to create some residual income, like this is the way to do it. This is what we're doing. And we're happy to bring you along on our journey. And we don't really go out looking for partners because I think, especially in the active side, the active investor side, because I think then things become forced, it's desperate. And you're like, I need some an asset manager. And you're looking for somebody that can manage assets. And you end up aligning or not aligning rather with the people that would really benefit you. And what I mean by that is when you partner, when we partner anyway, we're very diligent about making sure our values, our morals are aligned, where we're going is aligned. You know, it's very easy to, because I'm a visionary, it's very easy to get all hyped up and talk to other people that are visionaries and get excited about and say, we should partner. But then when you see like, oh yeah, they want to do the same thing, but they actually don't bring any skills to the table <laughs> that we need, you know? So like, how do we complement each other? So I think it starts with your your vision. Your vision has to be aligned. Then your morals, your values for your business, for your where you're going. And then of course the skill set. What do they bring to the table? What do you bring to the table? And maybe I should back up and say it really starts with knowing yourself, right? The old quote, know thyself and be free. I mean, know yourself, know yourself, know what you bring to the table, who you are, how you communicate to people. You know, we can talk about how you figure that out, but that's where we start. Well, let's talk a little bit about how you figure that out because I think Knowing yourself is extraordinarily important. And with the background in psychology, well, I've been spending my life trying to figure out exactly who I am and still a little bit confused about that. So how do you discover that? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we could talk about this all day. I'm huge into meditation, into psychology as well. That was a huge part of, I don't know, just one of the interests growing up, just how to become better, how to, I've always chase that. But how to communicate with other people, you first have to know where you're the platform you're coming from, where you come from, right? So, and I'll kind of back up, I'll, I'll preface this with a little story. My brother and I grew up, we're really close because we moved around a lot. We were very close. We were always, you know, our first best friend, you know, because we were the new kids. And when we got into business together, when we started investing back in 2018, I kind of just assumed we were both very similar. And then we read the book Traction. Then we did the DISC profile, which is kind of a, it helps you figure out what type of person you are in business. You can look, if you want to find the free version, you can go to like Tony Robbins website and and you can find it there. I think you have to pay for the more in-depth one, but at least give you a snapshot. But essentially we found out we were exactly opposites. And I was more of a visionary. If you you read the book Traction, they talk about the visionary versus the integrator. And my brother was the integrator. And that's a great book as well if you're putting together a business because it kind of outlines who needs to or what type of roles are going to be in a business and what type of personality should probably be in that role. So for example, I found out 
because when you start out doing this stuff, you kind of think, well, especially coming from a special operations background, I can do that. I can do that. Yep. Other people have done it. I can do that. But you realize very quickly that if you're really analyzing what you're doing you know, you and your team, like I am not the underwriter. I shouldn't be the underwriter. I'm a visionary. I'm a big picture kind of guy. I like talking and working with other people and putting teams together and executing on the mission. But when it comes to the details, that is not something I like to do. And because it's not something I like to do, I dread it and I don't put myself into it and I don't do it great. Right. Whereas my brother, he's all systems processes. He's very detail oriented. He is very cautious, risk averse, that kind of thing. And so we complement each other in that sense. So when I say, hey, let's go take down a 384 unit apartment complex, his first response is usually no. But then he figures out, okay, well, he breaks it down into steps, right? Mm-hmm. And that makes sense to him. And then all of a sudden it's this, it's this concept and it's very doable. And if you look at all the great, very successful people out there, and I'm not saying that we are those people, but I am saying they are they were always made up of vision of a visionary and an integrator. And then the disc profile just helps you relate and talk to people coming from your standpoint to their standpoint. So for my brothers, if I want to bring him a new idea, I know he's going to stay say no right away. And if he was here, he'd be laughing, but he'll say no right away because he needs to know all the details first. Whereas me, I've always been that if other people can do it, we'll jump and build a parachute on the way down, right? <laughs> but that's probably why I can't remember the number. Is it like 80% of entrepreneurs fail? Because entrepreneurs are typically uh, visionaries. And if they don't have an integrator that's systematizing the processes that makes it repeatable, they fail to scale and they fail, you know, the business fails within the first year. Uh, that's just my assumption. I'm not, you know, going off any metrics there, but that was crucial to us. Traction and then the disc profile. And then to follow that up, Rocket Fuel was a great book too. That that is actually a follow-on to traction that explains more the relationship between the visionary and the integrator in a business. But long-winded answer. <laughs> we'll be right back after a brief announcement. Are you a busy professional, passionate about the work of your calling, yet realize that even though you love what you are doing, you're exchanging your time for money? You know that if you were to lose the ability to exchange time for money, your financial well-being will be in jeopardy. If you can relate, I have great news. Steve Tucker Capital is an investment company designed for professionals to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Remove the anxiety of an uncertain financial future and go to steedtucker.com. Get your free one-page 10-step guide to passive real estate investing. Well, I think it was a very good answer and a good explanation in terms of of the various different, at least two of the the very distinct roles that need to be there in any successful business. And most of us, I think a lot of entrepreneurs think like most of us visionaries do that we can do everything. And I have found over and over, just like you have, that I can instantaneously see the big picture. And then I'm talking to people like your brother who are in that realm of detail and they don't get it. And I get really frustrated until I I slow down and I think, oh, they're looking, they see the trees, not the forest. Right. And to be successful, we need both of those aspects. Absolutely. And detail people. I just, I try to surround myself with detail people because I'm always going to skip over those details. No, they're very important. They're very yes, important. They are. And I would I would say if you wanted to break it down into roles that people understand, 
I think Simon Sinek did it best. He calls the CEO, the chief visionary officer, and because that's more his role, he's big picture. And then the COO would be the operations officer, which is the integrator. They're handling the day-to-day. They're making sure you know everybody else is on task and they're making sure the tasks are being met. And then the visionary is basically making sure the ship is pointed in the right direction, right? For a Maybe a little different analogy, but yeah, Simon Sinek does a really good explanation on it as well. Excellent. Well, you also uh, make extensive use of uh, technologies and with those technologies, attempt to optimize your systems and uh, productivity. So tell us a little bit about some of the technologies you're implementing and how that affects your overall systems and productivity. Yeah, absolutely. So several things we rely on heavily because we want to be able to scale because we want it to be repeatable and easy. I think that's key to growing any business. And of course, key to the integrating the experience for our investor, because we want that to be seamless. Uh, I mean, our whole motto is we make real estate investing simple. And we do that by by using things like active campaign. So right now, active campaign, everybody that comes into our network is an active campaign. They they join an investor club. And once they join, they will get on a drip campaign of emails so that they're fully educated before they invest. So that, you know, not only are they educated, but we're meeting that, you know, Security Exchange Commission guidelines for investing in private investments like this. But that way they're fully informed. We have a good relationship with their hit. There's an understanding on both sides. And then when a deal comes out, it's all automated from start to finish. And it's very consistent. And then the other thing we've done is we've integrated some virtual assistants, a virtual assistant, excuse me. Uh, and I should call them executive assistants because they are amazing. They've done amazing thing for our, our work, our business. And I, I recommend, I think everybody should have an executive assistant, uh, especially if they're like me, that needs those details taken care of. So those are the two big ones. I think my brother could probably talk about a lot more because he, he put all these systems in place. So we built out a spider chart of exactly how everything goes from start to finish, a checklist from start to finish of every deal we've done. And so to systematize it, to make it easy so we don't skip over any processes, I'll give you an example. Early on, and he was heavy on this, early on, we bought a... I was our first commercial property and all the AC units were stolen within the very next day after we closed Mm -hmm. and all the copper was stolen out of them. Well, luckily in our checklist, because my brother was heavy on creating those systems, those processes, checklists was get insurance before we close. And we got insurance and we recovered. And otherwise that could have been a terrible story, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So being able to make your systems repeatable by having those checklists and then automating is huge. And then of course, you know, if you are not a detailed person, get somebody that is and have them start building those, those processes and lean on them. Yeah, I definitely lean heavily on lists and repeatability because, well, one reason is I'm lazy and I don't want to go about reinventing the wheel each and every time. So yeah, I definitely have lots and lots of lists to go by. Well, as you started out, and you may still have that, you were working a W-2 job and mm-hmm. at the same time that you were juggling the aspects of starting and operating a business. So how did you manage a full-time W-2 job at the same time that you're developing a real estate syndication portfolio? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think it comes down to what do you want? 
what do you want out of life? And when you really have a passion for something, for whether it's for success, whether it's for making more money, whether you know, when it, it becomes easy. When you have enthusiasm and passion, you're inspired. It becomes easy. And so a lot of people stick to their guns, and they're going to say, "Oh, if you don't work hard, it's not." Our hard work is the only way you get anything done. That's actually, I would, I would fight that tooth and nail. I was in special operations for 21 years, 21 years of war. Of seeing terrible, great things, whatever you want to call them. But I had a great time because I was really committed and I loved it. I loved the people and I wouldn't take back a moment. I mean, I would do it all over again if they asked me to, but I don't think it's hard. When you have an actual vision, you are enthusiastic. When you're inspired to build something, to do something, it's easy. So getting up at 4 a.m. in the morning before your W2 job, it becomes part of who you are. I think I, I read The Miracle Morning and that was a big influence at the at the time too, but I was already getting up early to, I didn't do everything they say in the miracle morning, but I would get up and have my own time. I would meditate, have some coffee every now and then I would journal, but being focused and and really deciding what you want out of life makes it so much easier. And for me, it was getting up early. I would get up early and I would make the phone calls that I need to do. Although usually it wasn't phone calls, but it was emails or analyzing properties or yeah, that's a lot of it. And then in the evenings, I would go to networking groups. This is back before COVID when we could see each other all face to face, but yeah, I would go to a lot of networking uh, events, at least one or two a week. And that made it a lot easier. And then the the other thing would probably be understand who you want to be in your business. Do you want to be the person that works in your business or do you want to be the person that works on your business? And if you're the person that wants to be work on your business, then that means you shouldn't be analyzing properties. You, that means you should be developing the systems. That means you should be developing the culture. The you should be the you should be helping bring people together to execute on that. And whether that's by hiring or partnering, that's up to you. But I think that's how you do it. That is how you do it. That's how you get anything done in the military. That's how we got anything done. It was never by one guy going out and doing it. It was by a bunch bunch of teams. You know, and everybody had their own job on that team to get these massive missions done. Well, I think certainly vision, which I think inspires hope, which hope is so essential to productive life, is critical. Whether you're working a full-time job or whether you are full-time in your business, I think that's something you're always going to have to hold on to. Well, you mentioned development of the culture. So talk to us about how did you actually go about inspiring the team? to be a part of that ever-growing and developing culture. Yeah, that's an awesome one because I think that part happens in itself. When you're inspired, other people are inspired by what you're doing. And maybe not right away. I'll tell you, for example, both my brother's wife and my wife work in the business now with us. And they both had full-time W-2 jobs that they left to come work in our business. And initially they were totally against it. I remember my wife saying, nope, never. I will never work in real estate. And fast forward from that time that she said it, because she was a teacher. We had, at that point, we had two children, which we still have two children, (laughs) but yeah, I'm just trying to think. So yeah, yep. We had just had, we had a one-year-old and at that time it would have been a five-year-old. And she started to realize that working from home, she'd be able to be with her kids more, take them to school. Whereas before, you know, she was driving 30 minutes each day to, to be a teacher Sometimes she couldn't pick up the kids and then sometimes she couldn't drop them off because it was, you know, time constraints. But, you know, you start to realize that there's a whole nother realm out there when you, it's not about what the business is. It's about how you execute on the business and do you enjoy it? And does it serve the life that you really want? Right. And that's what happened. And that's where my brother's wife kind of made the same decision too. Like she wanted to be 
with the family more. And, and I'll tell you, we've had done two or th- two, maybe even three vacations a year with my brother's family and their, their business meetups. Like we're designing the lifestyle that we want to live. And that's what I encourage everybody to do is figure out a way to design the lifestyle you want to live. Now I've since retired from the military, but if you enjoy your W2 job, if you enjoy that, there's nothing saying you have to quit it to invest in real estate, to start your own business. You know, it's just, you get to design that you get to decide what is the ideal life that I want to live. And then, and then you get to design that. And there's so many good resources on how to do some of this stuff. So there's no reason not to. Exactly. Well, wonderful advice and interesting uh, how you have all brought it together here. Well, Ashton, tell our viewers and listeners how they can get in touch with you and what it is you have to offer. Um, sure. Yeah. I think the easiest way to get in touch with us is probably through our website. That's www.valkyriegroup.com. And Valkyrie is spelled V-A-L-K-E-R-E. It's actually an anagram of our last name. Mm. <laughs> but I'm also on LinkedIn and we have uh, an Instagram and Facebook page, all that stuff that businesses have these days. But probably the easiest is through either LinkedIn or through the website. All righty. You want to tell about your mastermind group? Oh yeah. We offer a free mastermind group. We have a guest speaker every every month. It's the last Thursday of every month. And Chris, my brother and I are both, we like to enjoy a, a glass of whiskey and talk about wealth building strategies. And so that's kind of what it's built around. It's called the Wealth and Whiskey Mastermind. And it's a good time. You know, It's a little bit more relaxed, uh, not as demanding maybe, or intensive as some of the other ones. You know, So yeah, it's a good time. We also have a couple free eBooks on the website if you're looking at learning more about passive investing versus active investing in real estate, as well as one of the books is on how uh, an apartment syndication actually works. Those are both absolutely free. And then of course, the mastermind is free as well, but all that can be accessed through our website. Well, excellent. Well, Ashton, thank you so much for being with us today. Very informative. It's been a pleasure being with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Alan. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steed Talker Capital, a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steed Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steed Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at steedtalker.com.